I'm Rahul Narvekar, a seasoned entrepreneur who beat all the odds to rise up. His story of struggles from his early childhood to his devout mission to enable young entrepreneurs is nothing less than inspirational. In his challenging yet exciting journey, he braved many failures and faced fears head on. Rahul, welcome to the show. I'll start Thank with you. this question. Um, your story symbolizes tenacity and endless uh, perseverance. You grew up in the slums, struggling to make ends meet. And here you are years later, uh, helming a startup studio, helping scores of youngsters achieve their entrepreneurial dreams. Despite all the struggles, what was your driving force behind your resolve to make a difference? So A, now of course it sounds very grim, but honestly when I was growing up uh, in the slums, it was not so grim because that was the only life I knew, right? Uh, but yes, uh, the 70, uh, I'm born in 72. So 70s, uh, if I look back, uh, was a period when there was lack of hope. And honestly, if I look back on my 48-year-old journey, Radhika, the one thing that stands out is, uh, I believe I'm Ganpati's favorite child uh, because he's always been there for me whenever I need it. But more than that, uh, anytime things did not go as per plan, uh, like I wanted something and I didn't get it, something really awesome has come uh, as a result. Okay, so when I was growing up, uh, we were the richest family in that slum because my dad had a stable, wonderful job and he used to earn some extra stuff. And then one find in that factory sort of just shut down and it never opened. And my father never got formal employment after that because that was the situation of India as a country at that point. But I uh, had a fight with all the kids in my neighborhood over some silly issue. And they sort of ostracized me. So every kid in the slum stopped talking to me. And in the 70s, there was no Netflix. There was nothing else to keep me occupied. So I would come back from school and have nothing to do. So I was absolutely bored and frustrated. And that's how I got onto the habit of reading. And that's one of my superpowers. Okay. And luckily for me, there was this Raddiwala scrap dealer across the road. Who used to have all these old issues which people used to do as scrap, right? Yeah. And I walked up to him and with whatever chiller I had gave it and he made me stand on the road and he said, you can stand here and read whatever. And I think that was a turning point for me because I sort of got hooked onto the world of reading so much. So what essentially happened to answer your question is, despite being surrounded uh, by people whose only job aspiration in life was to be a shooter in a gang and you know make some money, that was the only option most of the kids in my neighborhood had. I sort of, because I was reading lot of inspiring stories and I'd seen, read about people who had been in worse situations than me but made something of themselves in life, I always had hope. And I think that was the key point that I always knew that, okay, people, other people have done it, why can't I do it? Right. Rahul, failure has been a constant companion in your life but at no point did it bog you down. Your entrepreneurial journey that started at a young age was riddled with rejections and problems ranging from finances, ill health, market conditions. Uh, what were your learnings from these setbacks? So the first and most important learning, Radhika, is this is a label that we put on onto anything. And my key learning has been that failure is an event, it's never a person. So Radhika will never be a failure. Radhika will fail at doing something. Okay. And honestly, because of the circumstances that I was born in or what I was doing, we today label it that, oh, I failed to get this or I failed to get this outcome. Okay. But for me, it was, oh, I tried doing this, it didn't work. So maybe I change the way I do this or I try again. And that has been the constant things. And again, if I, as I said, if I look back, 
whenever i wanted something and i didn't get that desired outcome something better was waiting for me so it is again i'm repeating we label things as either a failure or a success right okay uh, these are just events that happen again repeating failure is an event it is never a person all right again once again going back to this fall and rise story again your story of fall and rise has been inspirational from a rough childhood to failed ventures to creating a startup ecosystem is no mean feat so how did you overcome your fears and all the unending obstacles that you had to face so first and foremost when you have nothing to lose there is no fear right so i started from rock bottom so my first thing in life was i want to earn 300 rupees a month because my my vision was i could not contemplate spending more than 10 bucks a day right and then when i started earning 300 rupees my vision sort of expanded so i said oh, now i need to earn 100 rupees a day and so on and so forth yeah so that never ends fear comes when you have something to lose okay okay and fear is a great thing so i'll give you an example if you talk to most of the people who are competing in any elite sports say olympics okay so if you go and talk to any athlete who's about to participate in an olympic event say how are you feeling they'll say i'm feeling pumped up i'm feeling excited and if you ask the same question to any regular person who's say about to go on stage or speak or act or do one thing or go for an interview we say we are nervous yeah honestly if you look at the chemical reaction that occurs in our body in both cases it's the same it's yeah. how we interpret it yeah so whenever i am about to go and pitch for say something or go for an interview or write an exam or any event yeah. okay the reaction is the same if i just change the script in my own head and say oh i'm scared i am fearful to say i am excited it is i'm pumped up and all of that you'll get a much better outcome so in my case uh, of course i still get scared the whole atmosphere right now is all of fear because there are certain things you can control certain things you cannot control what has happened because of the numerous curves i have had in life that you know today of course i get still get scared i still have fear but whenever i feel the first thing that happens is i tell myself oh this is a emotion and because of the multiple journeys that i have had in life i have this quiet confidence that even if i lose everything today i know how to get back okay uh, so again it's it's the script in our own head and if you don't have fear that's that's a horrible thing because if you don't have fear you'll do reckless things right yeah so fear is a great thing it's just that we need to recognize it for what it is that this is fear and you have to change the script from saying okay this is a negative thing and say it's a positive because i'm fear i will be careful because i have fear uh, that my business might fail i'll have plan b plan c plan d right because i have fear i will do more planning so it's more internal than external right fear is more internal than external but you know uh, rahul you are enabling several young people to start out on their own you go around unearthing hidden talents do you notice that many young graduates and freshers are still afraid of failure which actually keeps them away from doing many things so what advice will you give these students to face fears head on just like how you faced and not let these fears or rejections hold them back so i think the biggest fear especially amongst youngsters is peer pressure that if i fail in this exam or if i fail to get this placement or i fail to do this that whatever what will other people think of me you know log kya kahenge is the biggest fear but my again journey in life is 99% of these people their opinion does not matter 
So if most kids ask me, sir, what is the mantra for success? I say two words, be Vesheram, be shameless. And when I say shameless, I don't mean it that that sense of negativity, I say. Give up this shame that if I am seen as failing at this, something will happen to me. It is only people's opinions. So the day you stop giving an F about what anybody else thinks about you, is the day you start doing more stuff. And the law of average is very simple. The more you keep doing new stuff, the better will be your success rate. When you're talking about my CV, you're only talking about the things I have sort of succeeded in, right? But there is this huge layer underneath it 10,000 times where I've attempted certain things and it does not work. And I'm one of those idiots where my 15-year-old son or a lot of my colleagues will tell me, you know, if I want to do something, I go out and announce I'm doing this. And honestly, out of 10, 8 of them do not work. And there are hundreds and thousands of people who laugh about it, who joke about it. How does it matter? Because honestly, and this is one of those times, right, Radhika, where people are in a crisis. My mantra for very simple is in my in Hindi, what I say is, mere time pe jo mere hai, wo baaki sab hai. What it means is the people who stand by me in my uh, bad times. times of crisis, difficult times, are the ones whose opinion counts. But even that is only up to a certain extent. So stop getting worried about what other people think about you. Because it's a very simple thing. You keep trying you can, and you can look at countless examples of people who are seen as massive successes. So I remember I was reading this incident where they were talking about Sachin Tendulkar. And there was a point in his life that he was so bad in performance that he decided he's going to give up cricket. And he was sitting in his dressing room and said, I'm going to retire. I'm, I'm just going to exit this game. And I think one of the West Indian cricketers, I, I don't remember the name, Gary, he called him up. And he spoke to him for one hour and he told him about his own failures in life. And that one hour was sort of a transforming moment for Sachin Tendulkar saying, okay, I will not give up. And then now we know where he is, right? Uh, you look at any big performer, you look at you look at Elon Musk. Okay. There was a point in time when everybody said, I mean, this guy is the biggest idiot on earth. Tesla is not going to work, SpaceX is not going to work, everything, right? But as, as achievers, as entrepreneurs, as students, if you can just shut out that noise, if you can... I think the biggest secret weapon we have in today's world is a word called filters. So apply filters on your life. Apply filters on the social media you consume. Apply filters on the people who you allow access to your life. And be very ruthless in cutting out people who put you down, who don't serve you, because we sort of absorb that energy. So mm-hmm. surround yourself with people. In today's world, that's the brilliant thing, right? We have not met Radhika, but we are connected, right? So you have the social media, there is the power of the phone and all of that. So just start following people who inspire you. Follow people who make you believe that you can do awesome things. And the mind is the most powerful weapon that we have. There is nothing else that you need. I'll give you one, uh, two examples actually quickly. One is till 1954 or 52, Radhika, the considered wisdom in the athletic world was no human being can run four miles under one minute. It's not humanly possible. In fact, there were scientific papers which said that if by any chance any human being is able to do it, his body will explode. And then a guy called Roger Bannister broke that record. He ran four miles under one minute. And the moment that news came in, a funny thing happened. Hundreds and thousands of people all over the world were able to run four miles under one minute. What happened? Suddenly their mind said, oh, if Roger Bannister can do it, why can't I do it? But till then, their own body was not able to do this, right? So imagine, that's the power of 
believing the right things if you believe you can you will that's one two is uh, again in the 50s uh, harvard medical uh, did a experiment they took two rats and they put them into water and the rats started swimming furiously right and in less than uh, i think 4 minutes they were they go grew very tired and they are about to drown and just when they are about to drown out of sheer fatigue they were taken out dried and put back in now take a guess and tell me how much time do you think they were able to swim for the second time one small guess any number tell me how long do you think they last no you'll have to tell <laughs> i couldn't guess 80 hours 80 so the first time when they were absolutely fresh they were able to swim only for 4 minutes but in the next instance i think i think something 60 to 80 hours they were able to swim you know why because of one word hope because every time they were about to give up their their subconscious mind told them no let's let me hang on for one more second because somebody might rescue me now imagine the same body which was about to give up hope when they were fresh in 4 minutes that same body was able to keep on swimming for yeah. that amount of time it hours why because the mind is the most powerful thing Yeah. and the mind gets influenced by the media that you consume the mind gets influenced by opinions of others it is not easy so if you have that ruthlessness and the strength to completely block out people who put you down but also consume the right media okay uh, you will be doing awesome things the people who do awesome things and the people who don't do awesome things basically have the same hardware the same body yeah it's the mind that's different it's the mind Yeah. Got it. So yes, you're speaking about mind and how that needs to be nurtured. Now, I want to ask you about degree and uh, you know grades. See, you perform many odd jobs as a youngster. Did not earn any fancy degree. In fact, you were a self-learner, right? So, do you believe that a degree alone doesn't guarantee success? And what skills did you have or learn that helped you get where you are? I mean, it's definitely not a fancy degree or uh, uh, or grades. So, what are the skills that actually helped you? <laughs> so, I have both. I have I, my school was called Sardarni Pratap Singh Janata Vidyalaya, which was like a very small school. It's still there in Bangalore. And right now, I'm a student of Harvard Business School. And of course, I am I am Calcutta, I'm Ahmedabad, Essex Business School, Paris. So, I've, I've seen both sides, right? Yeah. See, what is a degree? A degree is a piece of paper which certifies that you have attended a certain institution. That's about it. So there must be so many people who have attended the best schools, including Harvard or IIM. I have not done amazing things in life, and there are people who are basically school dropouts. Okay, what a degree does is one simple thing. Okay, so when I went to Janata Vidyalaya, I was surrounded by people who were not inspiring me to be at my best. Okay, so I was performing mediocre. I mean, of course, I was doing very well compared to that school, but I went into the big bad world. It was not. But what happens when you go to the elite institution? Mm-hmm. is you are surrounded by people who are brilliant like currently uh, in in harvard i'm doing a program called opm owner president management program we are 148 people from 33 countries and it's such an amazing bunch of people right and i'm just not talking only money i mean that that that's another it's it's people i have a classmate called sophie papper who used to uh, i mean she's run some multi million dollar uh, company right now but she was in an orphanage in in southeast asia and at, as as a kid she used to scrap food out of junkyards to feed herself that's such an inspiring story right okay i have i have so many of my classmates who keep doing brilliant stuff on a daily basis so when you are in that middle of that company it sort of inspires you to do more in fact this whole 
mission that I am on, on create a million entrepreneurs on in the grassroots was fleshed out at Harvard because mm-hmm. I got access to a brilliant coach called Steve Palmer uh, who sat with me and said, "Okay, what 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 gives you a kick? Is it making more money?" And he sort of helped me flesh out this thing. So when you go to a great institution. Uh, two things one is there is a base level filter right the admission criteria to get into an iit iim or a harvard is so tough that you are you are amongst great people and then then the process that this institutions have the sort of learning that you get from the campus but as also peer to peer learning mm-hmm. and of course the biggest thing is the moment i tell you i'm from harvard or iit or and mm-hmm. i get a certain respect right it opens certain doors mm-hmm. you get a little bit of confidence that's it but beyond that i mean ultimately if i if i'm selling something will you buy something from me just because i'm from harvard no no you say ha does that product make sense to me so it's just an entry point that's all that's about it i mean any any important skills that you would say uh, a student should equip himself or herself with once he graduates i mean we are speaking about critical thinking we are taking we're speaking about entrepreneurial mindset collaboration negotiation i mean these are things that they don't learn in their curriculum so do you think that in you know there are certain skill set that they should totally equip themselves with uh, once they are out of their institution so i tell you honestly uh, radhika our current education system is very outdated because of the bureaucracy that we have by the time the curriculum is set it's it's 20 years behind and the what has happened in the world in the last one decade is thanks to the power of computation ai ml the world is rapidly evolving what used to take 10 years earlier is happening in less than one year today okay uh, and these kids are not able to come uh, but then what i feel more than skills the key thing for most students is more than skills it's your habits if you build the right habits even if you have mediocre skills you will still do awesome you might be brilliant in skills but if your habits are not good enough the skill is worthless when you say habits attitude your behavior attitude what you do on a daily basis yeah. uh, you know all of that so i know so many brilliant kids who are very skilled in uh, digital marketing or coding or whatever but because their habits i can't buy, I, i can never be sure that these guys will show up tomorrow morning and that's the function just of their habits right okay i went partying tonight even if i've committed that tomorrow i'm going to do this if i if that partying is so enough i don't wake up early in the morning or today i'm i'm in a not in a good mood i want to binge watch a certain series so i'm not going to work mm-hmm. these are habits right that is more crucial than skills skills of course and skills will keep changing so skills is not that oh, just because i've acquired the skill today it will also serve me tomorrow skills is something that you have to constantly on a daily basis keep upgrading yourself right so my son keeps laughing that papa you know i am in school but you are also in school <laughs> because literally every other year i go back to campus okay uh, to learn something new because at 48 if i don't and i have to put in more effort because i have to stay updated with the latest skills right yeah, yeah. Uh, but for youngsters it's much more brutal because more or less whatever institution you go to whatever you have learned on campus is already irrelevant in yeah. real life so the skills is what we i mean the, the term is called soft skills although it are these are life skills okay so what you guys are trying to do at uh, experience labs is uh, skill labs is that mm-hmm. basics so you might might be a great inventor but if i don't know how to have the business side of it, it somebody else will make money off it mm-hmm. okay uh, negotiation understanding social media understanding the power of digital mm-hmm. uh, understanding how to communicate with people leadership presentation these are what i call lifelong skills mm-hmm. 
they will serve you in any function okay and if you look at it the most brilliant people in a certain skill are people who never trained for the skill so my personal experience in a lot of startup is cross cultural okay so if you look at steve jobs i mean he was like apple right which people think he didn't study engineering he was a college dropout one of the things that helped him learn be who he was was he got into a calligraphy class very early in life so this world is about connecting dots so if i can take one dot and connect it and find the use case for it i can make awesome money i can be a brilliant person right but how do you get more dots is to travel more you read more reading is a superpower uh, writing is a super if you can express yourself well uh, like this you know uh, and today of course you have to do a lot of zoom and all of that uh, if you're good at presentation if you're good at creating content so today's economy the best part is you can economically make money off anything okay all the old models that people like me grew up on have all been demolished okay so don't get so hung up about skills but since you are in college and whether you're in first year second year what has happened is now you have got a definitive period where you are on campus whether you like it or not now either you can keep grieving about the fact that you might not be in a great college you might not you know what you're learning what exam you have to write is not relevant that is the price of admission or you can say okay now i have got 2 years 3 years 4 years where i am protected mm-hmm. i don't have to go and make money whatever what can i do in this period what skills can i acquire during this period which will help me accelerate the moment i'm out of campus exactly yeah so networking okay yes. i keep telling people build your network when you don't need it okay a lot of kids think just because they have connected to somebody on social media uh, they are entitled to get something out of them networking do not make it transactional so just because you are connected with radhika on social media or linkedin or facebook or insta doesn't mean that when you send her a message she has to reward she might have 20000 things to do right but since you are in campus and a lot of times because you are a student you can reach out to anybody in the world so figure out that this is the domain i want to be in who are the rock stars in this space start connecting with them start following them okay start building up your skill set in terms of presentation so presentation is the most important one in today's world and how do you become a great presenter by presenting and presenting and presenting and presenting so get into events get up on stage and start speaking you might screw it up the first time but you will start getting better okay become part of communities online and offline who are the right set of people who you want to be people like you start following them develop i call it the 1% rule right so if you are able to improve 1% every day in certain skills end of the year 365% better right yeah so focus on the smaller things there is no magic mantra there is no am brahmasmi that you will transform correct all right thank you so much rahul i've run out of questions now <laughs> <laughs> in fact you've spoken about everything in such detail that i didn't have to make too many follow up questions <laughs> so thank, thank you. you and so this talk was really inspiring and absolutely thank insightful so as well i hope students who are you know watching this will take in a few lessons from your very very inspiring journey hopefully thank you so much thanks rahul